Take a look at educational robotics in the classroom. We'll start with a brief overview of robotics so we have an idea what the heck we're talking about. Does robotics improve learning in any way? We'll take a look at some of the literature. The LEGO Mindstorms robotics kits are one of the more popular kits used in schools. We'll take a closer look at LEGO Mindstorms and the software used to program it. We've got a few fantastic web resources to support robotics that we'll take a look at. Not necessarily related to robotics, I'd like to feature a blog and a podcast related to educational technology. That's what we have featured in this episode of Tilt, Teachers Improving Learning with Technology. that I read regarding educational robotics did show some promise as far as learning goes. As you might expect, designing robots with kids can really improve their creativity, their problem-solving skills, their collaborative learning skills, as well as a host of other math, science, even language arts skills. Now, before anybody jumps on the bandwagon and buys thousands of dollars worth of robotics equipment for their schools, let me put this in perspective, as I'm sure many of you also agree with. Um, you could say that a pencil uh, can improve learning depending on how you use it. Um, it isn't the tool itself, it's how you use it. So the types of activities that we find that are most educational are the ones that transcend technology, for example, the constructivist or constructionist-based activities, the collaborative group work activities involving robotics, the activities that integrate math and science concepts. These are the types of activities that we find most valuable and uh, beneficial to student learning when it comes to robotics. And this, these types of activities are not necessarily limited to technology. Um, and again, what we find is that good technology really comes down to good teaching. When I started this episode of Tilt, I had absolutely zero experience working with robotics. I was lucky enough to get a kit. So the following sort of documents my experience working with the LEGO Mindstorms robotics kit, as well as the RoboLab software. Alright, so I built the basic bot, which is TankBot. Um, it was very self-explanatory in the tutorials, which I'll show you a little bit of in a second. Um, what I found was it took me just as much time to gather all the pieces from these trays as it did to actually put it together. And I don't know if that's uh, an indication that it's difficult to manage these pieces or it's easy to put that together. All right. 
Here's a basic overview of how RoboLab works. We start off in the programmer mode. We're going to choose Inventor 4. From what I've been told, Inventor 1, 2, 3, and 4, the main difference is how many of the icons and tools you're shown. We want to see them all. All right, it's kind of a jumbled mess on the screen. The advice given to me in one of the tutorials is to spread out your different areas. Notice that when the main work area is not shown, uh, not selected, our kind of tools over to the right, our little icons disappear. What we're going to also do is show the, the tools palette, which is that little guy there. All right, so here's our work area. And basically, it's like creating a little flowchart, iconic-based, of what we want to happen. And in this little make-believe uh, situation, what we're going to do is we have our tank bot, which has two motors, which are connected to uh, inputs A and C. So what we're going to do is we're going to move our motor A forward. And we want it to connect with a little pink line. That's a good wire. It's a great wire, that means it's a bad wire, it's not a good connection. So we're going to move motor A and motor C forward for a period of time. And that's going to be four seconds. Alright, everything's joining up. And after that four seconds, we want everything to stop. So we're going to stop all outputs icon, get that in there. Alright. Now we need to connect this to our stop to finish our program. Notice that this broken arrow indicates that our program is not ready to run yet. This is our wire connected from the end of there to the beginning of here. Shows that we're all done. And there it is. It's ready to click that to download it via our infrared port to our robot. And we're ready to go. To kind of illustrate to you uh, one of the things you can do with this robotics kit, we're going to do the activity called measured movement, and that is also using the RoboLab Video Trainer uh, software from Carnegie Mellon. Um, they're going to give us a video of all the steps, and the check your understanding afterwards just shows, um, kind of make sure you understand some of the programming and why you use some of the symbols. Now, remember with RoboLab, uh, you have all the symbols you drag sort of in a in a row, and it uh, gives you a little cheat sheet down here. Um, it will show you the di complete diagram for move forward for a given distance. So here we go. Now this is the rotation sensor, and it's important to note that this little puppy didn't come with this particular set. So uh, if you plan on doing some of these activities which require input from the environment, which really is what a robot does, uh, you may have to purchase a couple of these extra sensors. Um, this kit came with uh, a couple of motors, some touch sensors, and some light sensors, but it didn't come with a rotation sensor or some of the other high-end stuff. So here are the pieces I need for the, uh, for the rotation sensor. Alright, so that uh, didn't take long. Probably in taking all the pieces out and putting it together, it probably only took about 10 minutes tops. And I seem to have it all together properly. Uh, you have to remember, make sure you have the leads facing the proper directions when they're connected. And uh, if I don't, then my 
device's polarity will be reversed and it will either turn or rotate the opposite direction that I want it to. So, uh, anyways, it's time to now go into RoboLab on the computer and type in that and send it then from there through there to here and see what happens. Alright, so I had RoboLab open here and I had my uh, video tutorial from Carnegie Mellon and I pushed the little pause button every once in a while. It's a pretty small pause button, uh, kind of a pain pausing that and going back. But uh, it was really nice to have a video tutorial right there. I could hit pause. You can rewind a little section of it or rewind right to the beginning of the chapter. Very handy. I also had my sort of little cheat sheet um, program code open there at the bottom um, so I could just match it up. And it it explained, in addition to just telling what icons to put on, it explained why you put on each one and, and how it works. And I think that's really important. You don't want kids just to regurgitate and spit back what they've seen. They want You want them to understand what the symbols mean because when we get to the point where they're given a task or a problem to solve on their own and they have to choose the symbols, then they'll know what they do. So anyhow, I have it ready. All I need to do is click on that little white arrow there, get my... Uh, RCX close enough to the IR sensor and we should be ready to go and here's hoping it'll work. Alright, I loaded the program into the RCX. Um, the little five there means that there are five little programs installed and what I'll do then is I will just get ready and push run. Well there we are. There are a number of really good websites which support Lego robotics programs. Uh, the first one I'm going to profile is comes from the University of Alberta in Edmonton, Canada. Um, the site is not deep on lesson plans or things like that, but they have a really good photo gallery, and they also have some video clips on the site which demonstrate some of the challenges. Um, that you see on the other sites, it sort of demonstrates uh, and goes through the 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 process of of what the kids did and things like that. It also has a good glossary which can which outlines various uh, terms in robotics. Robotics in the classroom. While this website is uh, sort of a lot to look at, uh, at least on the front. It looks kind of kooky, but let me tell you, this website is absolutely chock full of gold when it comes to robotics. This uh, it comes from Ontario, Canada, um, a Catholic school division in uh, in Ottawa, I believe, and um, they give a whole bunch of uh, not only just ideas and resources and things like that, but things which I love. Submit a robot story. Uh, telling about your experiences with robotics and things like that. Um, they talk about things that they've done at a district level to support robotics, such as building uh, the, the RoboDome, which is a, uh, in two different schools, actually, and they um, actually have kids come in. So as an alternative to a school purchasing a set of robotics, 
they have one major center which in which they invite numerous other kids to come through the program. They, they put through thousands of kids each year, and I think it's a great idea. This is one of my favorite websites when it comes to educational robotics. NASA, hey, what better uh, place for, for all things technical than NASA? They have a robotics education site, and on there they include quite a few links to other websites. Uh, that's about all I would recommend from this site, a great deal of websites. What they also do is they sort of profile sort of in a bigger world picture um, where we see robots in our world and what they can do and also how they use robots in Na with NASA and so on. Uh, but they also have a lot of really good websites. Uh, categorized by age, K to 5, 6 to 8, and 9 to 12. So uh, that's certainly a good site to check out. Well, listen, if you want to talk about LEGO Robotics, you may as well go right to the source. This is the LEGO Mindstorms for Schools website. The thing I like about this, there's a community section which um, gives a lot of um, suggestions and ideas. What are you doing in your community type of thing. The classroom solutions give different projects and tasks that you can do with kids. Uh, the support section of the website is really great. You can actually email a Lego technician and um, you know they can provide you any support with any questions you have um, as well as they have a good uh, frequently asked questions site which you might find useful. Of course the glossary um, is also very helpful if you need to know some terms related to robotics. Alright, this is the Shambles. It comes from the Shambles website. Uh, Shambles.net is a very good website for uh, educational links of all different types. They have thousands and thousands of websites um, stored and categorized very, very smartly here. Uh, this comes from the robotics section. And while they don't build any resources themselves, they have a collection, wide collection. This is also a really good site if you want sort of the bigger picture of robotics in our world. All right. Now, this website, Educational Robotics from Carnegie Mellon University, these are the people who produce the, the training CDs. Um, Here's the particular RoboLab video trainer, but they have the other CDs which you can purchase there as well. And I'll tell you what, um, these people have an actual robotics academy. It's a building. It's a gorgeous facility. These people have a great deal of resources. And uh, if you're looking at purchasing the, the CDs, which I strongly recommend, I really suggest you check this website out. You can order it from here. First Lego League is huge when it comes to educational robotics using the Lego Mindstorms kits. It's an international, uh, worldwide organization which basically sets, every year sets a challenge and uh, teams of up to 10 kids can take part in solving those challenges. They have, you can register, there's all kinds of resources you can get. As you can see, countries from all over the world can participate. And uh, if you take a look at the this is about the about First Lego Leagues International website. Uh, it kind of describes what they are and sort of the goals of the program. 
the values and philosophy. But here's what I wanted to show you. Check this out. 1998, 1,600 children. Two tournaments. 99, 9,500 kids. Nine tournaments. In the year 2000, 15,000 children. So we're almost doubling. Okay. 2001, even though there are only 3,000 more kids taking part, they have 50 tournaments in the USA and also Scandinavia now getting more heavily involved. A year later, 2002, 26,000 children, and uh, now we're looking at worldwide participation, USA, Scandinavia, Germany, UK, Singapore. 2003, 45,000 children participated, and it's growing. So uh, this is a great site that talks about the tournament. It gives you a great start if you want to get involved with LEGO first LEGO League International or set up a tournament of your own. Well, that's it for the uh, LEGO Robotics sites. Go out there and, uh, and start creating. The educational blog that I'd like to feature this broadcast comes from Stephen Downs at www.downs.ca. Stephen Downs is a brilliant man when it comes to educational technology. I subscribe to one of his weblogs called OL Daily, and it refers to online learning. And it's a daily feed that comes to my email that talks about all the current and best thinking in relation to online learning. And I highly suggest you check it out. Barnaby Watson from Arizona State University recently did an interview with Bernie Dodge at the NEC conference, and Bernie Dodge spoke extensively on WebQuest, uh, an activity format that he helped to develop. And now that WebQuest are 10 years old, Bernie Dodge spoke about his thoughts related to WebQuest and where they are 10 years later, and uh, some tips and, and strategies for doing WebQuest with your students. So visit this website and listen to Bernie Dodge. That's cool.